1: We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, where a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians, and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host, Simon Fink, and welcome to episode 240 hello to all of those returning listeners and welcome to those that are here for the first time if you haven't listened to us before or you've just stumbled across this pod by mistake regardless please go give us a subscribe wherever you get your good pods from we usually sit down twice a week with musicians and have in-depth conversations about their craft their inspirations and whatever else is going on with them at the time Some of our previous guests include artists like Broken Social Scene, London Grammar, Josh Pike, Liz McAlpine, Hanson, Missy Higgins, Hot Chip, and more. All of our links are in the show notes of this podcast episode. You'll also be able to find all the details of today's guest in those very same show notes, with our guest today being Steli. Steli is an Adelaide-based pop singer and songwriter. Performing from a young age, Steli always knew that her passion and career would lie within the world of music. At the core of her songwriting is brilliantly written pop music. She's supported the likes of Cub Sport, Winston Surfshirt, G Flip, and that is just to name a few. Um, but those acts, and with no disrespect to those bands and artists, they do pale in comparison to her next supporting gig. Next week, Steli will be sharing the stage with Lord as part of Adelaide Festival's Contemporary Music Program, which is an incredibly exciting opportunity for her. In today's episode, we're speaking with Steli about how the opportunity came about and what we can expect from the show. We're discussing her introduction to songwriting and to music and the calculated kind of way in which she got there with her songwriting. Uh, And we also discuss what the rest of the year does hold in store for her. As I mentioned before, all of Steli's details and tickets to the Lord, Moona, and Stelly triple bill can be found in the episode show notes. And we also want to say a massive thank you to Sophie and Anthea from Adelaide Festival for their help with this episode. Here is our conversation with Steli. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Steli. Hello.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm good, thanks, I'm
1: in. Whereabouts are you joining us from today, Steli?
0: I'm just in my house um, in Adelaide. Yeah. Nowhere.
1: (laughs) Look, we're an Adelaide-based an Adelaide based podcast, so uh, I can appreciate a lovely Monday uh, in Adelaide. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. I do appreciate it. Well,
0: thanks for having me. I'm excited.
1: Uh, it is a very exciting time for you. I know that there's um, a very big, I hate to say big gig because it seems like a very inarticulate way to put it, but there's a very exciting show for you coming up next week. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a busy time in Adelaide, as you would know, and as some listeners might know, there's Fringe, there's WOMAD, there's Adelaide Festival, and as part of Adelaide Festival. Um, actually, would, would you like to tell people what the what the big show is that's coming up?
0: Sure, absolutely. Um, so like you said, as a part of Adelaide Festival this year, I will be supporting uh, Lord, um in Adelaide at the Entertainment Centre next week.
1: Congratulations on this. Firstly, I think that it has to be acknowledged that, uh, yeah, that's a, an incredible kind of a gig to land. Yeah, congrats. Uh, how, how are you feeling about it all?
0: I'm feeling pretty good. Like I, I'm i a bit nervous, obviously. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> um, it's one of the, it is the biggest show I've ever played by far. Um, I haven't played anything nearly as big as this um but I'm feeling well prepared um you know well rehearsed everything's kind of coming into place now in the last little lead up to it so yeah I'm feeling at ease for the moment (laughs)
1: look I can I can appreciate that that is a very fair I think assessment of, of feelings to have in this can you share with us I guess how this opportunity came about because I feel like it's not every day that um you get the phone call to support Lord and um and Muna on on a kind of arena tour
0: yeah absolutely um it just came about through my my booking agents um Dan and Jess they very very hard workers and they um I think the opportunity just came about and they pitched me for the show and um yeah, it just happened. I got the email and I uh, started bawling my eyes out straight away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do they, do they give you much forewarning? Do they kind of let you in on that they're submitting you or is it a total shock at the time when you get the email that you're supporting Lord?
0: I think for like bigger shows like this, they try and keep it under wraps because it would be such a a disappointment, I guess, if you knew you were up for it and you didn't get it. So some shows I know what you know, they say, "How hey, I'm pitching you for this tour, I'm pitching you for this show." But for this one, it was a complete surprise for me, which almost made it nicer. I
1: think. One hundred percent. I think there's there's almost something nice about just it being a a, a cold cold surprise. What is what do you call that? Um, a, a full surprise. Um, this isn't the first time you've supported artists, though. Of um, of, of popular kind of music, you've supported. G Flip, um, who else was there? Lime Cordial, I think there was Cub Sport. Um, Has there been any preparation in terms for this gig that's different to the last few times that you've supported artists that have toured around Australia?
0: Yeah, well, um, I've got a new bandmate um, joining my team. I've got a bass guitarist now, which is super exciting. So that was a new um, addition. I haven't ever played with um, a bass guitarist before, um, so that was a bit of like a, an adjustment to the set and um, the sound, I guess, and getting used to that. Um, but that's been really, really great. Apart from that, no, um, it's it's a short-ish set. It's only 30 minutes. So just trying to pack everything that I can into a short amount of time so people, um, you know, love what they see, <laughs>
1: Of course. Well, I know that um, even from social media, I know there's a lot of people who are very excited about your addition on the bill to this gig. Um, it has been, I guess, a, a little while between releases for yourself. Can, um, and I, I want to talk about Rocket Ship, the single, in, in a little bit later. Um, it, can people expect new music perhaps at this show next week?
0: Uh, I I won't be teasing any new music at this show as such, um, mm-hmm. but there may be a little announcement after the show. Potentially. That's
1: very <laughs> exciting. We'll make sure we uh, keep our eyes peeled and and share whatever that news may Absolutely. be on on the podcast socials. <laughs> I'd love to know. I guess going into this, and and it's not every person actually. It might be some people's dreams to begin you know, supporting uh, one of the world's most popular pop stars, I would say. Um, Do you remember what originally brought you to songwriting and music when when you first? I did hear that you've been interested in music since you were very, very little. So I'm curious what kind of, what drew you in to begin with?
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, like you said, I I was very much exposed to music in kind of the musical theatre and dancing and all of that sort of stuff. As a kid, um, my mum was really passionate about it, I guess. I I don't think she got the opportunity to do it when she was a kid, so she really wanted to, me and my brother, and you know, whatever we wanted to do, whether it was sport, music, playing an instrument, we we were able to do that and we were very, very lucky. Um, And I think it was just one of those things that just clicked in my head and I was like, I don't know, I really liked singing. Um, It made me feel good when I did it, um, so I kept kept that up, and then when I got older, when I was in high school, you know, and you start thinking about what you're going to do after high school, and I knew I wanted to do something related to music, and so I thought, well, the next step for me would be to start writing, um, you know, to make that happen. So it wasn't like, in a sense, it wasn't like, you know, I had those emotions pouring out of me and I needed to write them down. It was kind of like an analytical um to further myself in this industry, I kind of thought, well, you know, the next logical step I guess would be to start writing music Um, and I kind of fell into that and then I started to really enjoy it thankfully. Um, So I kept it up. But, yeah, it wasn't like I didn't start writing music as such when I was younger. I I very much just liked to sing other people's songs um, for a long time and then eventually I started to sing my own.
1: Very fair, very fair. <laughs> do you remember your, I guess, the first attempts and how successful they might have been at when when you began writing your own songs, both lyrically and um, melody or musical wise?
0: Yeah, yeah, they were shocking. No, <laughs> <laughs> cool. um, I, I used to set <laughs> a task for myself to sit down and write a song a day. Um, for a while, I did that for a while when I was like a teenager. Um, and I think that helps, I think it was like an Ed Sheeran quote or something and he says to get better at songwriting, it's like when you run a tap and the, the water like when you first run a tap and the water's really brown and gross and then eventually it becomes that clear, nice water that everyone wants to drink. It was kind of the same thing with songwriting. You have to get out all the, the crap first <laughs> before you start <laughs> writing the good stuff. Um, and so I kind of pushed myself to do that um, over and over again.
1: I think firstly I think it's a very interesting quote that Ed has used there but it does kind of make sense that you've got to kind of push through to to get to the quality of whatever it may be whether using water or songwriting as the analogy Uh,
0: it helped me at least
1: (laughs) are you someone who finds inspiration in lyrics first or are you um, a, a music person first when it does come to sitting down to songwrite
0: uh, it depends. I mean, I, I always like to jot down lyrics um, in my notes or in my phone or in like a journal or something. I'm always writing down lyrics, but sometimes you don't get that spark until you hear something more melodic. Um, so I think I think it's a bit of both, and it depends on the situation. Like when you go into sessions with um, producers, they're always very much let's get jump straight into the the music and the soundscape first. Um, but some people would prefer to sit down with a guitar or sit down at a piano and really nut out the the lyrics and the chords first. So it it depends. I I don't have a – there's no rhyme or reason to how I write, I don't think.
1: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com Do you, um, We've spoken to some songwriters or artists on this podcast where a number of them have a I'd say like a notes app it might be Evernote it might just be um, Apple Notes whatever it may be just kind of full of sentences random words that you'd like to use are you the same in that kind of regard is there a yeah.
0: Here. <laughs> so my notes app is like a mixture of shopping lists and just random
1: words. <laughs> yeah.
0: it's, a, it's a mess, but, yeah, it's good when I sit down for a session I can always refer to something in there that I potentially haven't used before, even if it's from years ago, and it just gives you whether or not I use those specific lyrics, it kind of gives you that spark to just keep writing, I guess. So it's always good to have that initial, like something to jump off of.
1: Agreed. I would agree with that. um, One of the most recent tracks from yourself, I know that we spoke about teasing new music or or the release of music. I think it was in November last year. So late last year, we got a brand new single from you called Rocket Ship. It is a brilliant track. It's a great pop track with some kind of electronic leanings throughout it, but never quite overpowering it. Um, I was wondering whether you would be kind enough to kind of take us behind the catalyst of that track and, and where it came from and how you, I guess yeah how it how it came to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rocket shoot was very much I wrote it a long time ago. It was a, it was a, I hate using this term, um, but it was a real COVID track. Um, like it was <laughs> the middle of COVID. I I was lucky enough to be living at the time. Um, very in very close proximity to a studio. Um so I just went there one day and just was just writing it and that track kind of formed but in a very different a very different way to what it is now. Um it was one of those tracks that I kind of buried um, for a couple of years and I thought, "Oh, it sounds too different. It doesn't sound like a stelly track. Like maybe it could be a feature, maybe it's maybe I could give it to someone else." Um but then eventually I kind of got to the middle of last year and I was like, why not? Like it's, it's my vocals. It's, it's my song. I might as well just release it and see what happens. Um, and yeah, so I just, I, I, I did a bit of reproduction, um, with my good friend Alex Markwell, who I do a lot of my stuff with. I took it to him and I kind of just said, let's just have fun with it. Do whatever we want, see what happens. And then I, I really, I, I mean, I love it. I think it's a great track. Um, but it is very, it was at the time very different. It kind of, um, Violet Girl was the track before um, Rocket Ship that I'd released, and it kind of fit into that world a little bit. So I think that's what sparked me to go, you know what? Who cares? I like the song. <laughs> if other <I laughs> people it, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. Thank you very much for sharing that story with us.
0: No
1: Do you find that that happens often in terms of that you write something and, and maybe complete it to a degree and then it, by the time it actually is released or available to the public that it has changed forms maybe one or two times or sonically is different?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh without saying too much, the, the next track that I'm releasing was very much in the same boat as Rocket Ship. I think I even wrote that before Rocket Ship, so that would have been about maybe three years ago that that song was written. Um, and it's had many different life forms since then, but <laughs> finally landed on something that I I think will be good. <laughs> I hope. Fingers
1: crossed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that that will be the case. We'll cross our fingers for you as well, but I'm, I'm sure that that will be the case. Um, with this gig and I know that there is some news that you're going to announce and if... This does not make the cut, or if I kind of cross any line, please let me know or we'll, we'll cut it out of the, the episode. Um, can we expect to see more of Steli on the road this year? I know that there hasn't been as many shows. Can we expect to see you back in a live format more?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That, what my plan for this year, which I guess is probably everyone else's plan, was to release as much music as possible and to tour as much as possible. So that's 100% on the cards for the next few months for sure.
1: Beautiful that is very exciting to hear are you we've recently been having this debate now that the I guess the country has opened back up and, and people are able to tour again we've had both the positive and negative i guess uh, aspects of touring highlighted once again. Are you someone who enjoys being on the road and going out and playing shows and you know the the servos in the middle of nowhere <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean, to be honest, I haven't had that much experience in touring. I did my first tour last year, like the um, first couple of tours last year. Um, so it is still very new to me. I, I think I do find it stressful. I'm very much a, um, I stick to routines. I like to follow routines. I like to, you know, uh, I'm very much a homebody, I think, mm-hmm. um, which is hard when I'm on the road. Um, and, you know, in different hostels and hotels and you're always in a rush and you're always waking up early. Like it is it is not as glamorous as people may think it is. Um, but I think if you're touring with the right people, it really helps. And my band, um, I love those guys. They're, they're so great to have on the road. They always see the light in situations, you know, when things always don't go to plan or, you know, you miss flights or whatever the situation may be. Um, It's always nice to have that group of people with you that keep you grounded and uh, keep you happy, I guess. So that's very, very helpful.
1: 100% agreed. I think sometimes that can make the difference between a, a successful tour, let's say. Absolutely. I think that with this new music coming out and with this opportunity as well, it is kind of a really good time lately Adelaide, and the music scene here, I feel like, has kind of been um, maybe a little bit more hi- not highlighted, but is seeing a little bit more of the spotlight than it has previously done in the last few years. Obviously, there's yourself supporting Lord. Um, in the last year or so, we've been given new venues like Hindley Street Music Hall. Um, things like that, what do you kind of make of the Adelaide music scene at the moment and is there any, other than yourself, is there any other acts that you'd like to kind of highlight or or call out?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, Like you said, Adelaide, I think Adelaide has always been a great place to be when you're starting out as an artist or even an, an established artist, it doesn't matter, like Adelaide has everything and more that, you know, every other state Boasts about, but we just kind of keep it to ourselves a little bit more, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Heinlein Street Musical, I'm really excited to visit that. I, I, I did play there once when it was, um, what was it before that? It was HQ, I think.
1: Yes, yeah. Well, it was
0: a musical, and it's a great venue. And I'm really, really happy that that um, has a, a second life because it was such a great venue to play. So that's really, really exciting. I um, in terms of artists, um, there are so many. Um, I've been working a little bit with um, a guy named Vinny, who goes under the name Dive by Youth. Um, I think his music is next level, um, really, really amazing. Um, I've been doing a bit of production with him as well and he's a really great guy and I think he's on the cusp of big and bright things in the future. But, yeah, definitely one to look out for.
1: Incredible choice. Um, thank you very much for sharing that uh, Steli, usually we would also ask our guests, so this doesn't have to be on a local level, but usually we'd ask our guests what they are currently listening to. Is there anything at the moment uh, that is on high rotation for yourself?
0: Oh, that's a tough one. I I'm really random with what I listen to. <laughs> like I, I don't always tend to stick to one thing or one genre. I, I, I think I listen to mostly new music Friday, like the playlist new music Friday. i i just listen to that and it's got everyone on there that that's new and up and coming, so I think I get a lot of inspiration from the artists that are on there and um, you, you see a, b- a bunch of everything. It's not one genre, it's not one, you know, it's just a, an eclectic bunch of artists in one playlist. So I think that's mainly what I listen to. I, I listen to so many random you know, musical theatre, jazz. Like I I honestly (laughs) just put my Spotify playlist on Shuffle and go for it. I don't have anything in particular at the moment that I'm listening to.
1: Is there possibly with obviously the uh, streaming services, you've got everything available to you at the click of a button. Is there anything that is maybe a, not necessarily a no-go, but that might not be as like a genre or something that might not be as popular?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, 100%. Um, heavy metal, <laughs> I, I can't get around it. I, I just, I, I can appreciate the musicality and, and the musicality is very strong in heavy metal music. I, I can understand that. But listening to a whole album of that, I, I don't think I could do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would, There, there is some heavy metal that I would listen to, but I, I mostly agree with you. I find that a whole album's worth is, um, it's, it's very repetitive, which I think is part of the um appeal for some people but yeah
0: yeah i think it, it just honestly I, I don't know how the vocalists do it i'm very big on like vocal health um and i just mm-hmm. I, it just hurts me listening to their <laughs> being shredded and their vocal cords just being shredded I, I honestly don't physically know how they do it but props to them
1: uh look you've you've articulated it perfectly i love it <laughs> Um, Steli, thank you so much for coming onto to the podcast. I do appreciate it. Uh, congratulations on the Lord gig, which we'll have all the details for in the show notes of this podcast. But yeah, we're very much looking forward to seeing you next week at the Lord and Moona gig at uh, Adelaide Entertainment Centre. Thank you
0: so much. Thanks for having a chat.